What's up, everyone? Welcome into the Round 6 podcast. We are your hosts, Keaton Cordell and Jake Smith, coming to you from Fort Worth, Texas and Denver, Colorado. We are back after a two-week layoff. We're right back with you. All the UFC content, all the UFC news, and the best picks in the business. You know we got it right here with the Round 6 picks. I'm super excited about this weekend, even though the card doesn't necessarily jump off the page. I think it brings a lot to the table, especially from a betting perspective. But Jake, I want to turn right to you and ask you a question that I've been itching to ask you for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. So if you think over the last four weeks, including this week for the UFC, we went no card. We went UFC fight night, Dern versus Xiaonan. Then we went another week with no fight card. And then this week we've got UFC fight night, Grosso versus Ariujo. So I'm just curious to get your thoughts. Does the last four weeks, two of them being really lackluster cards and two of them being no card at all, make all of that worth it to have a card like UFC 280 that's absolutely stacked to the gills? Jake, what are your thoughts? I mean, I know we're getting about a week ahead of ourselves, but I've been four weeks ahead of myself. Like Since pretty much the Sandhagen fight, I've been all in on 280. Like, I know we have a card to talk about for this week, but oh my God. Like, we've been to some crazy cards before. We've gone to a couple of these International Fight Week cards. Like, I see the one right behind you right now. Crazy card. Volkanovski, Ortega, Valentina, yeah, Nick Diaz. That doesn't even, like, that's nothing compared to this card coming up. Like, I'm looking at it right now. I'm pulling up the prelims, and I feel like I'm looking at a pay-per-view fight. Like, Sean Brady and Bilal Muhammad. You got Kyle Bohio. You got Vulcan Ozdemir versus Nikita Krylov. Like, this card is stacked. And then you actually get to the main card. You've got Dillashawn Sterling for a title fight. You've got Oliveira versus Makachev with Volkanovski now being the alternate in case something happens for that fight, making that even crazier. Piotr Jan and Sugar Sean. Like, oh my God, I've been waiting for that fight. Benil Daryush versus Mateusz Gamrat. And then... Our favorite decision fighter, Caitlin Chukagian versus Manon Furo. This card is stacked to the gills. Like, there's more juice in this card than Paulo Costa. I am so excited for this card. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think you're right. I mean, we definitely are getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. But I think that also mirrors a lot of what we're seeing out of the UFC right now. And if you look at the UFC's marketing, even over the last two weeks, mm-hmm. especially last week without a card, and even this week when we do have a card, The UFC is only hyping up UFC 280. It's almost like everyone is just looking straight past the card this week, and we kind of are too. Uh, Just looking forward to next week, October 22nd, at UFC 280. I'm super excited about it, but you're right. We are kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. There's there's really not a lot to talk about on this card, but how can you ignore what we have coming up in, I think, 10 days from today? I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, like you were saying, like even the UFC 
doesn't seem to care about this week's card. Everything I'm seeing posted has been Sean O'Malley walking around Abu Dhabi, has been Dubronx walking around Abu Dhabi with Alliance. Like it's we're seeing Islam and Habib training out there. Like everything is already ready for next week's card. I haven't seen I, I don't honestly know if I've seen anything in terms of marketing for this week's fight night or the Dern versus Jan fight night. Like nobody's cared. No, like it, it has really been super lackluster on the UFC's part, in my opinion. Like you should be marketing these fights regardless, and they're not doing so. But it seems like even the UFC is like, okay, we have a certain amount of fights we have to put on per year. We have this massive card in Abu Dhabi coming up. Let's just get some fights out. Like, let's just get through some weeks. Like, that's truthfully what it feels like to me. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And to me, I think I, it's def- it's definitely worth it to have a card like this at the bookend of, of, you know, kind of a tragic four weeks for the UFC. But we've still seen a lot of good fights. And more importantly, we've hit a whole lot of bets on the fights oh, yeah. over the past three I, weeks. Um, I guarantee but, you, Dana White will not be at the uh, at the weigh-ins for this for this fight night this week. I can guarantee you that one. No, why would you be? He loves Abu Dhabi way too much. He loves the hospitality. They treat him like a king, rightfully sure so, because of how much brings over sure. there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, we don't really have a whole lot to talk about this week, honestly. I mean, you look at this card, and th- there's some cool fights. Don't get me wrong. I think. Um, there's some, some interesting fights to keep an eye on, uh, but you and I really spent a lot of time today on the phone and, and on here just talking about what our bets might look like. Obviously, if you look at uh, our performance with the round six picks over the last two cards, we're up like 13.9 units. It's almost 14 units, which is insane. Uh, obviously, nine of those being on one card and around four of them being on the other, but We've been hot, and I'm really looking forward to keeping that going. And it's really hard to do that when you have a lackluster card that's hard to get excited about. But you just kind of have to dig deep, find a way to get excited about it from a betting perspective. And I really think we did a good job of that this week. I'm actually super excited about all of our picks, even more so than I am about the actual fights themselves. I completely agree. And we're – like I wouldn't say necessarily our system has – all the stats and all the, like, I, I wouldn't necessarily say I've got this whole spreadsheet, like Excel, tell, like explaining why our system is working, but it is. Like these unders are smacking. These underdog unders are just smacking week after week. These double chance picks that we're getting at, these minus 300 favorites that we're taking at double chance at plus money are hitting week in, week out. Like, it's a, I would personally say it's a system. Like, I'm looking at these bets. I'm looking at the fights, and I'm saying, okay, this is an under kind of bet. Like, you're seeing, like, oh, these two fighters are decision fighters all the way through and through. We're taking the under. And these have just been hitting. Like, it's something we're just going to ride the hot hand with the UFC right now. The UFC, ever since, I would say, the Austin card, the um, Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett card, has just been under after under after under, finish after finish after finish. So we're just going to keep riding that hot hand until trains fall off, pretty much. Yeah, I mean you have to. There's there's almost nothing else to say about it. If 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 it's hot, West, like you know, if if it's uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Like exactly. I, I think we're doing a really good job of finding these picks, and you're absolutely right in saying that we found a system that's only a system to you and me, and, and somehow it just works out and it makes sense. Both of us have been huge UFC fans for like the past five years, four years. Um, so for us, I almost feel like it's kind of a feel thing, right? Like. We, it really is. We, we follow this sport enough that 
you can like track a fighter's performance over the last, you know, 12 months, 18 months, and really kind of get a feel for who they are, what their tendencies yeah. are. Uh, and, and we're going with that approach. It's, it's, it's not like a mathematical system. We're not playing money ball out here with our picks. We just have a good feel for what's going on. And, you know, I, I say all that to say this, I hope we continue this week. And I think we will continue this week. I think so too. It's a much more, it's a much more personal betting sport. I would say like it's, a lot less numbers involved. You got to train. You got to understand what some of these guys are going through through fight camp. You got to watch how they perform. Like different fighters do different things against different guys. And like that's some you cannot just bet on UFC fights willy nilly without and, and, and continue to perform the way we are without knowing things, without having a, a feel to it, you know? Yeah. So I'm ready to get into this week's picks. I don't know about you. Yeah, heck yeah, let's do it. So let's start off with our picks of the week. Obviously, Jake and I have been tracking units over the last couple cards. Um, so for all of these picks, and Jake, correct me if I'm wrong, all of these are one-unit bets. So yep, pick whatever you're... These are all one-unit picks. And this week, especially, I, I, I know I was saying we love the dog picks. We have a system where we find these dog picks. I do not see one favorite that we have on this card this week. <laughs> Other than, obviously, our parlay and our hammer of the week, we're riding dog after dog after dog. And I, I know, obviously, you want every bet to hit, but when you look at this also, three out of five, and we are winning so much money. We hit three of five of these, and you're – I think two. Say we hit say we hit the, the Grasso and the Maximov, and everything else doesn't hit. We can go two of five, and we're going to be in plus money. Like, yeah. This is, this is why we're taking these kind of picks. But – I'll, I'll get it started off. No more talking about it. First first pick of the night, we're taking the under in the Grasso versus Rougeau fight. Under four and a half rounds at plus 180. I personally think this is going to be Grasso's coming out party. I also see that this is a five-round fight as opposed to three. This was a three-round fight. More than likely, especially with the women's fights, like we have said in the past, more than likely we're taking the over. But... Given that this is going all five rounds, there's so much more of an opportunity for a finish. And like I said, this is supposed to be Grasso's coming out party. I think she wants to perform in a big way. I think she wants to come out and get the finish. So we're taking under four and a half at plus 180, which is a crazy line. Yeah, I love that. And I love those inflated lines too. And the thing about these is a lot of times you might sprinkle on a, you know, a two to one, uh, excuse me, a two to one dog. Uh, or you know a, a heavy underdog, and you're just like, oh, if it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, I'm only out five bucks. I'd put, like I said, these are one unit picks. Put whatever your dollar amount is as your unit and ride with it. Uh, I really love these for a lot of reasons, but I'm also very confident in, in that pick. Um, so moving on, we've got Askarov versus Roy Val under two and a half at plus one ten. I really like this pick because I think both of these guys are finishers. I think Askarov uh, unfortunately went to a decision in his last fight. But if you look who he was fighting, he was fighting Kaikar France, who was just the up-and-coming guy for like the last year. He was just putting everyone away, uh, couldn't find a way to put Askarov out. But the thing that we saw from Askarov that made it really tough for Kaikar France to really get anything going is just the wrestling threat, the, the grappling threat mm -hmm. that he poses. Um, he's going to push the pressure. He, he's going to play into... Um, all of those wrestling threats in order to make his hands better. So I think that really elevates every other aspect of his game. And then Brandon Roy Vall. I mean, like you want to talk about a fighter that's got that dog in him. Give me Brandon Roy Vall. The dude like completely popped his arm yeah. out of his socket in a fight and he 
went on for like another minute or so. I mean, this guy is a dog. So for that reason, we're hammering this at dog money. And the man's nickname is also Raw Dog. Like he, he is a dog. I mean, and his nickname I mean, is Raw Dog. I was watching an interview today he did. And he was talking about how when he was in the LFA, he's like, hey man, like I want to make it to the UFC. I need to be more professional. Do not announce me as Raw Dog. And the announcer dove head first into the Raw Dog. He's like, hell no, like we're we're you are Raw Dog. And what about since then has just shown like he he's got that dog in him. In most of his fights, like for instance, the Matt Schnell fight and the Kai Car France fight, not neither of them look like they're going his way. And the man just figures out a way to get get a guillotine in both those fights. His submission threat is just unbelievable. So yeah, I, I love this fight at under two and a half rounds. I think somebody's gonna get the finish. I think Ashcroft is either gonna get the knockout or Roy Val's gonna figure out a way to get him subbed. Mm-hmm. Yep, I completely agree. Moving on to the next fight, we've got Victor Henry, and we love these double chances. Like this is something I think I personally think we've hit on more often than not are these double chance uh, fights. So we're looking right now, Victor Henry, I believe, let me pull it up. I believe Victor Henry is sitting at around minus, yeah, minus 365 right now. And we're getting him to finish this fight. So we're going to take him inside the distance at plus 140. So we're getting a a, a nearly four to one favorite at underdog line. And when you look at his fights, yes, he had a decision in his last bout. Before that, he's got punches. He's got rear naked choke, reverse triangle, punches, punches, right front kick to body. I mean, the guy's a finishing machine. So, I mean, to get a to get a three to four to one favorite at plus one forty just to get the finish, I, I love that. And the guy he's fighting, Rafael Sunsau, he's on a four fight losing skid. Most of them finishes. You we saw the nasty knockout he had from Cody Garbrandt. I mean. Henry's going up, Asuncao's going down. This fight is a pretty easy pick, in my opinion. Yep, I, I completely agree. And we can't ignore the amount that Victor Henry's tattoo elevates his complete oh. overall MMA status, in my mind. So if you haven't seen it, I know, I do too. If you haven't seen it, though, look it up. It's uh, it's a guy doing the walls of Jericho on another guy in wrestling singlets, and it just says, say, uncle, above it. Legendary oh. tattoo. Like, if he's in the UFC video game, that takes him from, like, three and a half stars to five stars immediately. Easy. Immediately. So, I-, I love that pick. And then, up next, we've got Martinez versus Davis, under two and a half at plus 105. I, I like this pick for a lot of reasons. I think both of these guys are finishers. Uh, I think both of these guys have the potential to get it done inside the decision. And, you know, for you, Jake, I'm sorry to, you know, kind of pick at a scab that's probably better left untouched. But I almost think this is a little bit of a bounce back pick for you, because when you and I went down to the Toyota Center in Houston back in February, uh, Mana Martinez was fighting Ronnie Lawrence. And we were sitting about two rows in front of Mana Martinez's family. You had a, a, you know, a decent bet on Mana Martinez and Ronnie Lawrence pitched a shutout. So. We had to sit there and listen to Mana Martinez's family plead for him to go on and win this fight when he had zero chance. So wouldn't you love for Jake to get this pick back for that reason? I love this pick that much more. I, I need a win from Mana. Like it, Mana doesn't have to win. Mana can lose. <laughs> I don't care. I just need this fight to be finished. Like that's. I just want Mana to be part of a, of a win for me. You know, that's all I need. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully that happens. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't be hearing. 
Mana! No mana! I, I can't hear that again. Like that was the soundtrack to a loss. You know? That was painful. That yeah. was painful. And then moving on to our last pick of the week, we're taking Maximov versus Malkoon. We're gonna go under two and a half at plus two twenty. I mean, looking at these guys' fights, it is a lot of decisions. Like they definitely tend to be some decision fighters, but two decision fighters is what I personally love to come out and get the finish. Both of these guys think they can take each other the distance, wear each other out, and get the finish or and uh, not get the finish and uh, get the win by decision. So normally, when that happens, it's just like when you have two wrestlers fighting. It's going to be a striking battle. When you have two decision fighters fighting, somebody's going to come out and try and get the finish because they both think they can win by decision. So somebody needs to get this finish in this one. And then personally, I do think Maximov at minus 130 right now is going to be the guy to get the finish. His line is so low because of the last fight. He came in 8-0, fought Petrosky, who was the biggest underdog on the card. And he got subbed by Petrovsky in the first round. I believe he got Darce choked by Petrovsky. Mm-hmm. Maximov coming in to that fight was one of those minus 1,000 massively inflated favorites. There's no reason he shouldn't still be a massively inflated, inflated favorite just because he has this one loss on his record. He is still Nick Diaz army. He is a Diaz guy. Like I, Maximov, I think, is going to come out and get the finish pretty easily against Malkoon. And at plus 220, that's a crazy line. Absolutely crazy line. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think something that's interesting about something that you said a second ago was both of these guys definitely have some decisions. But, you know, we kind of talked about our system for making these picks a little while ago. And something that you've been pretty tried and true about throughout the course of us putting out our picks is when you've got a couple guys that have a lot of decisions, most of the time we come out and we see a finish for that reason the under in a lot of these round bets ends up hitting. So I think that's super interesting to note because that's not something that I would always look for, but you have a really good eye for that kind of stuff. And a lot of the time you're right. So I love that pick there as well. And you're getting a huge line there. You, you want to know what fight always comes to mind for that for me? Um, it was one we both bet on and were there for. And ever since that one, I've been like, okay, these decision fighters are getting the finishes. Every time I think it's going to be a decision, we're going to get the finish. It was Marlon Marais versus um, versus Marab. Marab, yeah. He he was on an eleven fight win streak, eleven fight decision win streak. We both hammered him. We're in Vegas for the fight. I know we both hammered mm-hmm. him by decision because he was a pretty inflated favorite. So we took his decision line. God, he came out hot. <laughs> they both came out hot. Yeah, and what's funny about that too, that fight in particular, is I remember you and I sitting at breakfast that morning with our friend Matthew in Vegas at Aria, and we were kind of like talking over our picks, putting some stuff in on the online betting platform, and we were all, I mean, so confident in that one hitting. We were like, it's 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 a gimme. Like it's a it's a layup hit it with the Euro step. We're going to make some money. And then he gets the first finish he's gotten in 10 straight fights. So that is pretty funny. I didn't think about that until you just brought it up. Ever but, since then, I'm like, all right, decision fighters are not getting the decision. Like yeah. if I am betting on it, decision fighters are getting the finish. Yep. Yeah. Completely changed your outlook on life there. Love it. So let's move on. One of our just most classic picks of the week. I, I really like this one. We've had a lot of uh, good luck and, and made some good picks on this one. Uh, but Jake, I'll let you take this one. It's only right. You're the Hebrew. What's the hammer of the week? 
So this week's hammer of the week, <laughs> that picture gets me every time. <laughs> We're taking Todorovic versus Wright under one and a half at somehow minus 135. This line is gonna inflate throughout the week. We caught this one early. This line is going to shoot up, up, up. I would get this as soon as you can. Even if you're seeing this at minus 200, I would still slam this line. Jordan Wright, the Beverly Hills Ninja, has never in his career ever gone out of one and a half rounds. He is first round finished through and through. It doesn't matter if he's getting finished or if he is getting the finish. This guy will not go out of the first round or the first minute of round two. It, it is tried and true that that is what's going to happen. I don't need to know much about Sidorovich to know this bat is going to hit. Like, I don't need to know anything about Sidorovich. Wright is going to give you his chin or he's going to take yours away. One of the two things is going to happen. So, minus 135, slam this while you can. You will not be getting this at minus 135, more than likely by the time this podcast comes out. What you will get it at, I need you to slam it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I've been kind of saying it all day, and it's it makes me laugh every time I see Jordan Wright fight because, like – you can't set yourself up to be hated more than if you choose your nickname to be the Beverly Hills Ninja. Like that's just going to give everyone else that much more juice to come out and put your lights out. But I think he's a walking liability. Like if the UFC doesn't have a good insurance policy, they need to up it because Jordan Wright's going to get like just brutalized in one of these fights. If he keeps staying, you know, active in the UFC I mean, he is just, and I'm, you know, I say this respectfully because he would absolutely starch me if he saw me on the street. Do not get me wrong. Oh yeah. But he is terrible. I like, there's, in my mind, there's no other way to put it. Jordan Wright is going to get knocked out absolutely cold, or he might land a punch and knock out Todorovic. Who knows? Like, anything I, could happen. I, I, but it's going to happen in under one and a half rounds. That's all I know. To go off what you say, he's terrible. He's a UFC fighter. But I would say he is in the UFC because of that under one and a half resume that he has. Fair, yeah. UFC wants a guy that's going to come out and get starched or start somebody time in, time out. And I think that's the only reason Jordan Wright's even on the roster. They know someone's going to finish him or he's going to get the finish. Like, it's an exciting fight every time. Yeah, I mean, I think we should definitely, like, put a star by that one because he's got, like, he's a big dude. He's got good skills. Kind of has that karate style, uh, you know, quick in and out of the pocket, throw some good strikes. But his chin is just not there. Like, you'd think he's got the chin of, like, a 50-year-old fighter. And that's yeah. he's, like, 27, 28, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, I love this pick. I, I've been kind of hounding you to get this one in there all day. And I'm glad that you ended up going with this as your hammer of the week. But let's move into some uh, a little bit juicier picks this week. As you know, we love our plus money if the the picks of the week didn't prove that already. But let's go with our dog of the week. This week for the dog, how can you not pick a guy who's got probably the most dog in him in the UFC? It's so fitting for me. Uh, we, we watched Cub Swanson's fight uh, in Vegas get uh, entered into like the UFC Hall of Fame when we were there last time a couple months ago. Um, so for that reason, we're going Swanson versus Martinez under two and a half at plus 130 as the dog of the week. I think this is a great line. I think Cub Swanson absolutely, even at his age, still has the capability to go in there and get a finish. And if he doesn't, maybe Martinez gets a finish. As long as it's under two and a half rounds, we're pretty much good. I'm cool with it. No matter how this fight works out, obviously I'd love to see Cub get a win. I I think Cub is one of those guys that everyone sees on a card and gets excited about it just because you love to see Cub win. 
But ultimately, you know, under two and a half rounds in a three round fight, you're basically only leaving two and a half minutes on the table. So as long as whatever's going to happen happens within the first, you know, 12 and a half minutes, I'm cool with it. So I like this pick a lot. Yeah. And so kind of the reasoning for this pick, I'm not even looking at Martinez for the most part. I'm looking at Cub on this pick and we're looking at his last three fights, all finishes. Daniel Pineda, he knocked him out. Giga Chikate, got the knockout. Darren Elkins, he knocked him out. And we're looking at a 38-year-old Cub. So, yes, he clearly still has that finishing capability. He's still performing at a high level, but he's 38. So he's going to have to come out fast, and he's going to have to come out and try and get that finish early, in my opinion. So what I kind of think is going to happen here is Cub is going to come out hot. He doesn't want to go the distance. Cub is going to come out for that finish. And if he doesn't get it in round one, I think he's going to be gassed. I think he's going to have nothing in him. And I think Martinez is going to get a pretty pretty easy finish in round two or early in round three. But I think Cub is going to come out hot for the finish. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would love to see it. I, I think Cub has as good a chance as anyone on this card to come out and get a finish. So I really like that pick. And how could you not like a guy that's got SoCal tatted across his chest? I mean, looks like a oh, guy yeah. a character straight out of Grand Theft Auto. It's awesome. Got to love He's Mr. Yeah, South gotta love Cub Swanson. So moving into the parlay of the week, and I think it's very fun to point out, again, sticking with our theme of plus money bets, except for the hammer of the week, I think this is probably the biggest part. Oh, I know for a fact, I guess I should walk that back and say that this is the biggest parlay that we've ever put out from a return on investment standpoint, because uh, you're getting a massive number out of this parlay. But I'm also pretty confident in this parlay. Usually when you put together like a three, four plus leg parlay with every single leg that you add to it, you're like, all right, it's kind of getting closer to that like Hail Mary level parlay. Mm -hmm. I really don't feel like that about this one. And it's a four leg parlay. So without further ado, let's go ahead and put it up on screen. So we've got Nick Maximov's money line. Obviously, what what more needs to be said about Maximov? Uh, Represent Nate Diaz Army. Uh, Dusko Todorovic. Money line. We already talked about Todorovic versus Jordan Wright. We think one of them is going to get a finish more often times than not. It's not going to be Jordan Wright because he ends up, you know, looking up at the lights at the end of the night. Alonzo Minifield's money line. I really like this pick a lot. I think Alonzo Minifield brings a lot to the table. He's just a devastating striker. He's a huge guy. And then Piero Rodriguez money line. So we've got something to look forward to early on the prelims. Piero Rodriguez obviously coming into the UFC at eight and zero. Uh, and I think she brings a lot to the table as well. I think she's from Venezuela, if uh, I'm yeah. not mistaken. And I really like what I've seen out of her. So if you take all four of those money lines and a parlay, you're getting plus 528. So, folks, Deuce. if this hits and you're not betting with us, like it's time to stop what you're doing and start betting with us next week for UFC 280. But if I were you, I would 100% lock this in right now. I think this is a great pick. And the good news is, even if you're not like a big money better, if you're not going to try to throw like, you know, 100 bucks on this or something like that, you can sprinkle a little bit. And with, with the, the line that you're getting at plus 528, you're still going to make a lot of money. So whatever oh, your yeah. level is, whatever your unit size is, it doesn't matter with a, a parlay this juicy. So mm-hmm. I think this works out for us for a lot of reasons, but I'm super excited to see how this one plays out. Same. I, I think this is this parlay. I'm loving it personally. Like Maximov's line shouldn't be that low. Like we said, Todorovic is going to starch right. Menafield. I mean, if you're looking at lines right now, Menafield's money line is equal to Menafield by knockout. 
which is crazy. Like, there is no difference in the lines. Men of field money line, men of field by knockout. Vegas is very, very hype on Alonso men of field to win. So, they're usually not wrong. Mm-hmm. Obviously, anything could happen, but they're usually not wrong. And then, like you said, Rodriguez, 8-0. Her only win in the UFC, her only fight in the UFC was a win against Kay Hansen, which is a great win. And then Sam Hughes, she's a pretty 50-50 fighter since she's been in the UFC. So, yeah, I, I love this bet. And... To get a little ahead of ourselves, I would like to just go on record and say I think for 280, we maybe not double our picks, but we get a little more than five picks for that fight card. Like that, I think could come up with five picks on the main event. Or not main event, main card alone. Yeah. So oh, my I gosh. I think if you're not betting with us yet, 280 is going to be a big one for us. And I think we're going to put a lot of picks out there. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think with a card that stacked, you almost have to because if you only put out, you know, our, our, I feel like we're kind of right in our good range on a normal card with the amount of oh, bets yeah, that we put out. But when you've got a card that's this stacked, you basically, as far as the talent goes uh, on UFC 280, obviously 10 days away. Um, but when you have a card this stacked, you're almost looking at two cards, if not like two and a half cards worth of talent. So it's only right to put out that many picks. So look, oh, yeah. look out I'm for feeling, us to come in hot next week. I'm feeling like we did uh, a couple cards ago. I'm feeling a lot of those like two-leg parlays throughout our picks of the week. I'm feeling a lot of those for this 280 card. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree. But I, I'm super excited with what we've put together for this Saturday. I'm going to be at a football game up in Fort Worth, Oklahoma State versus TCU. Super excited about it. It's a win-win Battle for me. undefeated. Yep, yep, it's going to be great. Obviously, I went to Oklahoma State. Jake went to TCU, so a little friendly rivalry here. I'm super excited about that. But you'd be hard-pressed to find me without the UFC card this weekend on my phone while I'm at the stadium because I think it's going to be a lot of fun, mostly because I want to watch our picks. uh, But, you know, the UFC is still the UFC. It's one of the most entertaining sports, if not the most entertaining sport in the world. So I'm super excited for this weekend. And if it isn't obvious already, both of us are unbelievably excited for what's coming next week in Abu Dhabi. Like next week's podcast might be the podcast to end all podcasts for us, to be quite honest. I think this could be the card of the year if it stays intact. Oh, easily. Don't, don't even say that though. If it stays intact, like I know there has yet to really be a stacked, stacked card like this where everything stays perfect, but Oh my God, if this card can just stay as it is, nothing changes. Ah, be absolutely amazing everybody makes weight no one gets sick no one pulls out it's cr- i mean i wouldn't want to see charles or islam pull out but that is the one fight i would be okay with it breaking up a little bit because here comes volkanovsky stepping in to save the day and i would love to see that fight e- either of them fight volkanovsky i would love to see volk and charles after volk fought ortega the way he did Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and since you brought it up, I think it's interesting to mention that uh, I've seen some provisional lines come out for uh, an Islam versus um, Volkanovsky fight, should it happen. Obviously, we're hoping that it doesn't, but I saw, and this is wild to me, because he's the pound-for-pound pound king, Alexander Volkanovsky mm-hmm. is, and his line... For have you seen it? Let me ask, let me let me phrase it this way. Have you seen the provisional lines? I saw. I didn't see like the provisional line or anything, but I did see like 
posts on Instagram saying like the pound for pound king opens up as a heavy dog to Islamakhachev. He's a plus three. He or tentatively would be a plus three hundred underdog to Islam. He's the he's won twenty one or twenty two fights in a row. He's the pound for pound. I personally will never ever ever bet against Volkanovski. No. I don't care who he's fighting. I will never bet against him. His if only loss. He's I believe twenty four and one. I think he is as a mm-hmm. as a professional. His only loss is at middleweight. <laughs> middleweight. He's the one forty five champion. He is undefeated. Undefeated at one seventy and one fifty five and one forty five. His only loss is at middleweight. Let That's that sink Israel. in. Everyone, let that sink in for That's a minute. Israel Adesanya. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like, I will never bet against Volkanovski. I don't care who he fights. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree with that more. Uh, and obviously, both of us are just huge Volkanovski fans. We both have been for a long time. Um, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with, with all that said, I, I think we've got just a crazy two weeks to look forward to here. Obviously, this week more so just because of our bets, and we're trying to stay hot. Again, up almost 14 units over our last two cards. Wouldn't you love to see that move to 20 with all the plus money we've got out there this Can you week? imagine? Three you, weeks, 20 units? Ooh, rolling into UFC 280, up 20 units. My That's God. That's unheard of. My God, that would be insane. I would be I'll just, just say, top Top uh, top pick people, whatever the fuck you want to call them, uh, handicappers. Mm-hmm. You see 20 units for a full year return on investment, people mm-hmm. will pay money for those picks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that, 13 units in two weeks is absurd. Yeah. No, it's wild. And, uh, you know, if you're not betting with us, maybe it's you're time to start taking us serious. I don't know. That's just me. I, I, I've been taking us serious since day one, and I've made a lot of money, so I'm super happy. Damn here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like I said, a lot of fun coming up these next two weeks. Obviously, this week, if you ride with us, you're going to have a lot of fun bets out there, a lot of plus money, and plus money just hits different in my mind. And then next week, my Lord, what a week we've got coming up next week. I'm super excited for that as well. So without further ado, Jake, you have anything else you want to say to cap this podcast off? I don't think so. Let's just make some money this week again. Love, Love it. Love the energy. So if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram. You see it, you're seeing it in the ticker at the bottom of your screen at Round Six Pod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a like. You know, help blow this thing up. We're we're absolutely on fire with our picks right now. So wouldn't you love to see everyone else kind of catch on with us and uh, and this thing take off and we make everyone a whole lot of money and hit Vegas deep in the pockets. So. That's what I'm here for, Jake. I know that's what you're here for. Absolutely. Um, So without further ado, let's go out. Let's make some money this week. And then we will see you guys next week for an absolutely stacked, action-packed UFC 280 card coming from Abu Dhabi. But until next week, you guys have a good one.